welcome everybody here to the Slaker Slowdown, uh, kind of emergency, emergency. Uh, the Lakers schedule came out, and it's not exactly breaking news, it was eventually going to come out, uh, of course the NBA, as Aaron and I talked about earlier today, uh, likes to break this thing up over the course of a week or so as uh, as as there is not very much else to talk about in NBA circles. They want to get as much out of this week as they possibly can. And, uh, and yeah, they finally released uh, the schedule in its entirety now. And there is a lot to take away from this uh, here for the Lakers. Now, um, before we get to any specifics here, I think it's important to start macro. And uh, when you when you talk about NBA schedules and stuff, everybody thinks, well, everybody plays everybody and everybody has to travel about as much as everybody else. And, and that isn't really the case. So I am going to start macro and then get into the micro with some of the, you know, important stretches where the Lakers have to rack up wins. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the tougher stretches where the Lakers hope to just kind of survive. And then we will... Um, you know, get to some of the nitty gritty with some of the uh, stats and analytics behind the schedule and what makes the Lakers schedule tougher than, say, uh, others in, uh, in, in the league. So macro level, right? The easiest way to react to schedule day is why does it matter? Everybody plays everybody, you know, and yeah, you have, uh, you know, West teams play, East teams twice a year, right? Same vice versa. Uh, you have divi- you know, some divisional opponents that obviously you play four times compared to some teams in your conference that you play three, uh, and 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 there is all of that. So, you know, on its face, you just say like, yeah, there's some kind of tweaking here and there that makes some teams' schedules tougher than others, um, but that isn't necessarily the case. And you know, the other thing too for teams on the West Coast, it is also you know, you're doing a lot more travel between games compared to some of those teams in the East, especially the Northeast, right? Where, yeah, you'll have uh, a, what'll be called a, an away game where you're going from Boston to New York, right? And and you compare that to the Lakers going up to Portland and, and yeah, it's it's in the same, those both those games are in the same time zone, but it's a longer flight, you know, and, 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 and there's that to take into account as well and then uh you know also for for the lakers they're always going to have a bit of an advantage over some other teams in that they have a another team in their city right that that shares a building with them and you know in the lakers case when the lakers play the clippers no matter what the setting might be uh the lakers have a home court advantage there because more lakers fans show up for those games than clippers fans do um, now, it hasn't really mattered much as the, Cl- the Clippers have really kind of owned the Lakers in the regular season for about as long as we can remember, right? But uh, it is it is worth noting that, you know, the Lakers having a couple, you know, road games that are played in their own building is a nice little uh, treat for them. So, yeah, I again, um, I, I will get to the specifics of where the Lakers, you know, or why the Lakers rank where they do. Uh, according to um, you know the positive residual, who does incredible work on this stuff, um, the the Lakers rank as you know one of the tougher schedules in the league, where they are uh, one, two, three, four. So they have the fourth toughest schedule 
Um, when you take into account travel and rest disadvantages and rest advantages and stuff like that, we'll get to that here later in the show. Um, but those are some of the factors that, that go into that. So again, you do still have to play whoever is on your schedule and stuff. But when you ask, when people kind of wonder, why do, why does this matter? This is, this is why. Let's start with, uh, I like to break things down in kind of 20 game segments. And, uh, you know, you play obviously four and some change of those over the course of the year. Uh, and the, and the Lakers this year, just like last year, uh, will have a really tough go at the very beginning of it, right? They open the season at Denver at home against Phoenix at Sacramento, uh, at home against Orlando. And yeah, you say that's Orlando. That should be an easier game. Yeah. Compared to the others that the Lakers are playing in, but Orlando really played pretty well down the stretch of, of last year. And I think are going to be turning the corner organizationally this year. So that isn't that easy a game. Then you have the Clippers at home at Orlando at Miami, a team that was just in the finals and will probably have Damian Lillard back by then at Houston. And they are probably going to be one of the worst teams in the conference, but that isn't necessarily saying anything as they made acquisitions this year that would um, make, you know, lead one to believe that they are really going to be at least trying to compete, especially early in the season. So, uh, and then you play at Phoenix, and it's not until mid-November that you have a game for the Lakers where you say, all right, this is probably going to be a win, or, or this is going to be a win, chalk it up to be a win, uh, until November 12th when they play Portland at home. And and Portland, I would imagine by then, will have traded Damian Lillard and, and really kind of sunk into uh, rebuilding in a way that they probably should have a couple of years ago. But yeah, I mean, you, you look at that opening stretch of the season where their first 10 games at Denver, tough one, right? Ring night for Denver. Maybe you catch them sleeping after the, the, the ceremony uh, as as is, you know, that, that does tend to happen. Uh, I, I, I haven't seen the stats on that, but um, I, I do believe Sabrina had mentioned in, in years past that the team that is getting their rings on ring night tends to come out a little sluggishly and and if they don't lose the game outright certainly early they look kind of tired and kind of like emotionally spent right so maybe the lakers can can kind of sneak one out of there at denver and then you play at uh against phoenix at home good thing they're playing phoenix so early is that phoenix is going to be still kind of figuring shit out so maybe the lakers can can maybe take uh that that one take care of that one at Sacramento. Sacramento is a really good regular season team. And uh, as we saw last year, and you know, the way that they play uh, now, fortunately here for the Lakers haven't experienced a a back to back quite yet, but this is going to be the front end of one um, when they go to Sacramento, and then they fly all the way they they fly home. I thought for a second, they had to fly all the way to Orlando. Uh, But no, they fly home to play Orlando from from Sacramento. And and yeah, like that is, um, it's going to be kind of a tough one there, uh, that, that back-to-back game stretch there. Uh, then you play the Clippers at home, right, or literally at home in this case or whatever. And uh, that one's kind of interesting because it's early enough in the season that you think the Clippers are actually going to be healthy then. So that's going to make that game somewhat difficult. At Orlando, uh, the, the, the Saturday after that Wednesday game against the Clippers should probably be a win. Uh I, you know, that's a, that's a team that you probably have to take care of business against. 
And then here's here's where it gets a little uh, interesting. The Lakers play uh, Orlando Saturday night in Orlando, and then they'll probably fly to Miami, uh, and they'll have Saturday night to themselves in Miami, and then also stay there Sunday before they play Miami again on Monday. So a couple nights to kind of like let it rip <laughs> in Miami. Uh, the Lakers are an older team, so I don't think they're going to be partying as much as, say, a younger squad might, but that's kind of tough to turn down in Miami of all cities. And then uh, then they, they fly to Houston there and, and, and play Houston on the road, um, and then Phoenix on the road to, to wrap up that first, like, 10-ish games or so. And, and yeah, that's a, that's a tough stretch. I, you know, you, you look at that and you say, can, can you squeeze like five and five out of that six and four, seven and three, if you're, if the Lakers are like seven and three, after all of that, now you're, you're really looking at like, holy shit, what are they really capable of here? Um, they should be healthy and, and that'll be nice to, to, to see there for this, these tougher stretches. The one nice thing about like a front loaded schedule is that you have, uh, <laughs> you're you're healthy-ish. You're you're probably healthier for that tougher schedule. Now everybody's healthier, but for the Lakers in particular, um, as reliant as they are on LeBron and AD, having those guys healthy early in the season for a tough stretch like this is really helpful. As if you have another tough stretch like this later in the year, maybe those guys are dinged up. Maybe you have more scheduled rest um, as as you prep for the playoffs. Hopefully. And and things change a little bit. So uh, tough stretch early on. But if you are going to have a, a run like this, I would prefer it early, even though that's when everybody is figuring things out. But but the Lakers have so much continuity and they focus so heavily on continuity that that winds up being an advantage for them as they get ready for this uh, for this tough early stretch. All right, so let's look at the, the next few games after that. And I'm not going to go through, through the entirety of the schedule uh, unless you guys really, 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 really want me to. But uh, let's start with their game at back at home after playing at Orlando, at Miami, at Houston, and at Phoenix. They come home to play against Portland, and then they play Memphis, and then they play Sacramento in uh, three uh, home games in a row. The, the second and third being back-to-backs. Uh, but Portland probably should be a win. They kind of need that one because of how tough the early stretch is. And here's the other thing, too. There is so much parity around the league that, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Everybody is going to be closer to 500, so you don't necessarily need to, like, run up the, the, the score with wins. Um, but it also obviously means that you're going to be playing tougher teams night in, night out. And then, you know, also for, for uh, you know, situations like this, it makes those games against the lesser teams all the more critical that you don't dr- drop a dumb one. So when the Lakers play Portland this year, probably when they play like Houston, especially later in the year, if they play them later in the year, uh, those and, and then whenever they play basically any East team that isn't Boston, Milwaukee, uh, I guess New York, is is bundled up in there. Miami by the time they trade for for Damian Lillard and I guess Cleveland is in that group too. But everybody in the East outside of those teams, I think the Lakers really need to take advantage of the Eastern Conference this year. So uh so yeah, I, I, that that Portland game coming home after uh, after uh 
that little quick road trip and after that tough 10-ish games or so to start the year. That game against Portland is a big one. Uh, Memphis won't have jaw when the Lakers play them the first time, um, November 14th at home. And then again, you play Sacramento at home. And, uh, you know, that'll be another tough one there for the Lakers as, uh, you know, it's the second night of a back-to-back and Sacramento likes to run. So uh, again, you know, you would think that maybe, maybe one of LeBron or AD might not be available in that one. So again, it makes it that much more important that the Lakers take care of of business against Portland. Speaking of Portland, they go back up to Portland here on uh, November 17th. And uh, again, have to take care of business there. They come home to, to play Houston and then they play Utah and Dallas also at home. And that kind of wraps up the, the second 10-ish games to get you through to the 20-ish game point in the schedule, the quarter point of the schedule, at which point, you know, if the Lakers are you know, 12 and eight, uh, 13 and, and seven, anywhere in that range, I would consider that a win, um, given how tough the, the, the early stretches and how West heavy it is, uh, early on in, in, in the season, if they're like above treading water there, I would say they've, they've done their job at that point. Then uh, here's where, you know, they go on their next little kind of road trip, uh, again, against Eastern teams this time. So you have uh, at Cleveland, be kind of a tough one there. It's always emotional when when LeBron goes back to Cleveland. Uh, You play at Philadelphia, and then you play at Detroit. Um, At Detroit is going to be a huge one. Obviously, with Philly, we have to see what's going on there, Uh, what they get for, for James Harden. Is he playing if they don't get anything for him? Um, if not, then the Lakers really have to look to take advantage of a shorthanded, probably uh, Philadelphia team or a potentially rebuilding Philadelphia team by that point. Uh, and then you you go uh, to OKC and play, I think, one of my like sneaky dark horse teams to make some real noise in, in the Western Conference as that team will have Chet Holmgren back this year. They were already pretty good last year. Uh, as they competed for a play-in spot. Uh, OKC is going to be a tough one, and and certainly um, at home, or when they're at home, when the Lakers are on the road, that place is a nut house, Uh, and especially with a team that they probably like as much as they they like this one, as it will be the first times that they're kind of sniffing real competition again. And yeah, that'll that'll be a tough game. Again, after that, you go home and you play Houston, then you hit the road again to play uh, at you, you they're, they're going out to Texas and they'll play at Dallas at San Antonio and at San Antonio again. I'm going to try to talk to Jen and see if I can get credentialed and go to all of those games. We'll see. But um, yeah, that would be those, those Texas trips are tough. Dallas is going to be good this year and San Antonio, they might be rebuilding and you never know who's going to be available for a, a rebuilding pop team. But uh, San Antonio and the city of San Antonio always gets up for the Lakers. So those won't be particularly easy either. And then the Lakers will come home uh, for New York uh, and, uh, you know, wrap up the like third, you know, they'll, they'll be getting they'll be nearing Christmas at that point. 
and and that's where you really start to figure out who you are as a team. And again, if the Lakers, after all of this, or uh, I would, I, I think the the target is, you know, tangibly above five hundred. There, um, again, that would be perfectly fine for me because I think, you know, last year the Lakers won what forty three games and were a play in team. So if the Lakers can sit in that 45 to 52 range, uh, I think, you know, they, they get into the playoffs and anything above 50 wins, I would say, is is gravy. And if you are, you know, given how tough this early stretch of the season has been, if you are, you know, noticeably above 500 at that point, that really aligns you pretty well to do some damage later in the season. By the way, um, after I go through these games, I will be opening up the mailbag from the comment section in here to answer some of your questions. So uh, keep them coming in the comment section and I will get to them uh, when I can. All right, so uh, after they play New York at home, they head out back onto the road to play at Chicago, at Minnesota, and at OKC. Uh, Chicago should be a pretty, you know, pretty easy win there. Minnesota's probably going to be pretty tough because, uh, you know, they, they really started playing better basketball later in the season, and uh, they're big and physical, so that'll probably be um, an interesting one that you hope to have uh, AD ready to go for. And then, again, at OKC, like I talked about earlier, that's going to be uh, – those games are going to suck, man. Those games are, whether the Lakers win or lose, it's going to take something out of them. And then uh, it's Christmas by that point, and they go and play Boston at home. And by the way, anybody from the NBA, if you're listening, just make Lakers-Celtics a tradition on Christmas. Can we do that? Does that make too much sense? Like, can we just make it happen, Adam? Uh, so the Lakers play Boston at home. Uh, and I would say, you know, I, I that would be a, a game that, Hopefully everybody's ready for the Lakers will have a rest for it and on the other side of it. So, you know, that feels like a game that the Lakers should, even though Boston's going to be pretty tough, although we don't know what's going on with Chris Hatsporzingis, who's already apparently nursing plantar fasciitis. That's not great. Um, but if, if, if Boston is relatively healthy, if the Lakers are relatively healthy, it'll be a good game. And I think the Lakers should kind of anticipate coming out on top in that one. Uh, and then you have uh, at home against Charlotte, a game they have to win at Minnesota, at New Orleans, back to back in those two. And then they play Miami at home, Memphis. And this is where it gets interesting because January is a, a, a hilarious month. I'm not going to get very much sleep in my in, in January. But starting January 3rd, you have at home for Miami, at home for Memphis. Aaron mentioned this on the show too, by the way. Uh, at home for the Clippers, at home for Toronto, at home for Phoenix. They play at Utah. I think that's their biggest flight in uh, in the month of January. So they go at Utah. They fly back home to play OKC. They play at home to play Dallas. They play at home to play Brooklyn, at home for Portland, on the road for, for uh, air quotes on that one, for the Clippers, at home for uh, Chicago, then they do travel a little bit. They fly up to Golden State. Still haven't, uh, they, they, they won't be changing time zones there. So that's kind of nice. Then they play at Houston um, the 29th and at Atlanta, which is, you know, finally their their actual longest flight of the, the month of January. But 
extremely uh, home-heavy month in January, and that's where the Lakers have to do quite a bit of damage and 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 really take care of business and and you know rack up some of the wins that maybe they didn't get early in the season when it was tougher and they were traveling a little bit more. In in January, that's got to be that month that you look back at and you say, "Holy shit, the, the Lakers won like." 17 games in January what uh it, it you know it's it's that important for them to to take care of business then also importantly too if the Lakers can rack up that many wins and really show that they have figured some stuff out uh that really gives you you know legitimate data with which to make whatever tweaks you have to make as you approach the uh trade deadline a couple weeks after January is over. Then in February, they go to Boston. Uh, now, they're flying to Boston from Atlanta. Then they go to New York, to Charlotte, must win against Charlotte. Um, they play at home for Denver and at home for New Orleans. Uh, and then their, I believe their last game or second to last, yeah, their last game, I believe, before the trade deadline or second to last game is at home for Detroit, and then they play at Utah, and uh, that gets you all the way through to the All-Star break. And, uh, yeah, that, that uh, All-Star break and, and um, you know, what, what comes out of it is going to be uh, really interesting as, you know, the, the Lakers. And, by the way, if I haven't touched on it yet or if I have or whatever, if I haven't gotten to it, I'm going to treat the the play-in tournament separately. There's a whole different segment for the play-in tournament um, that we will get to here in a little bit. But yeah, the um, the, the what the the Lakers will need to do then for uh, you know getting ready for the trade deadline and all of that stuff is just please stay healthy. Please you know take advantage of the continuity and really take advantage of of January so that you know the Lakers. Um, it would be nice to reach the trade deadline this year and be able to hold negotiations with the leverage that comes with like being pretty good, right? Being pretty good to good where, um, you know, in, in years prior, the Lakers have gotten to the trade deadline and because of the circumstances surrounding them at the time that they get to the deadline, they are able to, they, 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 they like teams that were talking to them were like, you have to do something, Right. You, and 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 it forced or it allowed teams to think that they had to force the Lakers to give up multiple picks that uh, the Lakers didn't feel that they needed to. Obviously, it played out well and all of that stuff. But it would be nice to get to the trade deadline this year and and you know be able to hold those negotiations and say, yeah, uh, we'll make tweaks, but for the most part, um, you know, we like the the season that we've had to this point. But, you know, you just you just never quite know uh, with with how that is going to go. And uh, and and, you know, one last note on the front end of the season, but, you know, getting to the all star break. Um, I think it is hugely important for Anthony Davis to come out and start the season well, stay as healthy as possible and and really kind of solidify himself as kind of the backbone of the Lakers this year. Um, we are reaching a point that, like Aaron always says, that he's not going to bet against LeBron until uh, the data absolutely screams that he that you have to. But 
we are certainly reaching uh, a point in LeBron's career where like relying on him to be the best player on a team with title aspirations is really stretching it as he nears 40. And um, in this case, you know, for AD, the more work that they do early on in the season and uh, certain, like, especially in like January, the more work that they do there, the less that they have to sprint through the second half of the season and overwork themselves so that if and when they get to the playoffs, they aren't exhausted in the same way they were last year. All right, so coming out of uh, the All-Star break, the Lakers uh, will be playing at Golden State and then um, at home for San Antonio, at Phoenix, at the Clippers, home against Washington, home against Denver, home against OKC, home against Sacramento, and home against Milwaukee and Minnesota. Um, so, you know, that's a, I, I really like having stretches coming out of the all-star break that allow you to kind of like, it, you, you, it presents you challenges, but it, it allows you to like, like slide back into the season, right? You aren't like immediately just hit upside the head with tough game after tough game after tough game. And, and look, there aren't going to be very many like games that you just absolutely say, the Lakers are going to win this season and probably moving forward in the NBA from here on. But um, coming out of the deadline, uh, being able to, you know, the first game being at Golden State's short flight, that's kind of nice. Then you play at home against San Antonio. It's a game that the Lakers should win. Yeah, you're going to, to Phoenix, but not really a, a huge flight there. It's, it's what, a seven-hour drive, so maybe a, an hour or so flight to Phoenix, uh, maybe hour and some change. And then at home, you, you head back home to play the Clippers again, quote unquote, on the road before you have a nice little stretch of, of home games so that, you know, you, their travel is kind of limited coming out of the uh, coming out of the trade deadline and, and coming out of the all-star break so that the Lakers can can, you know, regain some momentum as the season really kind of uh, ramps up and, and teams really start vying for either spots in the playoffs slash play in or, you know, positioning for home court advantage or first round opponents and, and stuff like that. So I like the stretch coming out of the, uh, the, the all-star break. Uh, they, after they play Minnesota um, at home, they play mid-March against Sacramento. Uh, again, that's on the road, but it's within the same state. So that's a nice, easy travel day. Uh, Golden State at home, Atlanta at home, Philadelphia at home, and Indiana at home before the Lakers head out on their annual, uh, whatever, Oscar or Grammy, Grammys trip, whatever it is. Um, that stretch from like, you know, late February to late March, that's a lot. Like there's not much travel there either. So basically from the beginning of January through to, you know, uh, most of, of March, that's, that's, uh, a lot of rest or, or maybe not rest, but, uh, miles travel wise travel miles that, uh, you aren't tacking onto LeBron and AD's odometer. And, you know, that kind of stuff really matters. And, and yeah, like the, the Lakers have the fourth toughest stretch according to positive residual. And I'm not doubting like his stats or anything like that. 
But if you just kind of look at this stretch at a key part of the season where, you know, a lot of teams, kind of, it's kind of, it, it, it's that mid-season stretches where teams just kind of like start to really figure out, like, gosh, we're playing every other night. We're doing all this traveling. It really looks like we either do or don't have it this year. Um, for the Lakers, that stretch will, will that, that really kind of uh, helps define who you are as a team. A lot of that happening at home, I, I really like um, as, as uh, I think Lakers fans are really going to get behind this team and, and having that long a stretch at home where everybody can really kind of get behind them and, and show them support during like the most boring stretch of the season, the most monotonous stretch of the season, um, that, that's really helpful. All right. Uh, from mid, like late March and on through the end of the season, uh, the Lakers do do quite a bit of uh, traveling, but it's against some teams that you do still feel like the Lakers can take care of business as now Milwaukee doesn't fall into that category, but at Milwaukee, at Memphis, by which point Jaw will, will be back. Then they play at Indiana, which they'll probably be like a borderline playoff team, pretty good playoff team, probably in the East. Um, but then you go at Brooklyn, they'll be bad. At Toronto, they'll be bad. At Washington, they'll be awful. Uh, against Cleveland at home, they'll be a pretty good Eastern Conference team, but they're like on the lower end of the competitive teams in the East. Um, at home against Minnesota, at home against Golden State, and then at Memphis and at New Orleans to round out the rest of the season. And, um, you know, that's where it's going to be really interesting. The Lakers are going to have some of those games that you really have to take care of business as you were vying for position either in the playoffs entirely or where you stand within those playoffs. Um, that is, uh, you know, that's, that's an important stretch of the year. And you would like to see a few more of those games be played at home, but when there is so much kind of um, already like underlying pressure, inherent pressure to the, 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 that part of the season anyway, the travel and all that. And also like Phil Jackson always used to say that he liked, you know, longish road trips. And um, I actually like long, not long road trips. In this case, you have the, the Grammy trip or whatever. And, and, and that's certainly one thing, but, uh, you know, for the Lakers, having a collection of games on the road where the team can really gel, you have team dinners going on more often, you have, you know, everybody is spending quite a bit of time uh, with each other. So, uh, and, and you have everybody really kind of getting ready for the playoffs there. Um, if the season goes the way that we're hoping for it to go, that's a nice like bonding stretch of the season to wrap things up before you head into obviously the, the games that define successes or failures in uh in any given season so you know uh, yeah you would like to play a few more games at home but given some of the competition there brooklyn toronto washington back to back to back that that should be a nice little you know uh, a a stretch where the lakers can can do some damage there and 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 either build on some momentum or regain their footing if they absolutely need to and, and then, yeah, you wrap up the season and, and, and you see where you sit at that point. Now, uh, where it does get, uh, you know, 
a little interesting is is early December, obviously, that week from the 4th through the uh, 9th is when the Lakers will be playing in the um, in the in the play the midseason tournament that uh, the Lakers have there. And, and um, you know, Lakers have a relatively tough group and, uh, you know, it's it's uh, we need to see how the, the, the weight that they set to these games. But I, I, you know, it's happening mid-December, and the nice thing that I like about its positioning within the season is it's like right at that time when everybody really starts kind of like looking ahead to Christmas, and you've played, you've got a good chunk of of games behind you. You have enough data to really start making some decisions rotation-wise, and and really start figuring out your identity. Um, and and then you go into these games here that are going to be brand new and and all of that. I I am really curious if the Lakers are really going to push it because it would mean that they have to play like an extra game or something like that. I don't think the Lakers are really interested in playing extra games this season, even if there is financial incentive to do so. Um, but still, it is, they are games that, that, that are going to count and in your uh, win-loss columns. So you may as well take care of those. And then, you know, we'll see how everybody looks at the extracurricular games that come with that 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 midseason tournament, but um, I'm pulling for it to be a success. I I like that they're trying to get creative and and add a couple new tent poles to um, what can be a long, arduous, monotonous season, and and adding this certainly breaks that up to a certain extent. And so long as nobody gets hurt playing in the extra game, you know, knock on wood and fingers crossed and all that stuff. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I do think it, it's the kind of thing that, you know, a team like the Lakers being as old and experienced as they are, probably not going to push themselves to win the thing. But for younger teams that are, are trying to kind of break into the limelight and get some more national attention and, and maybe build some momentum to get some more national games in the year to follow, uh, that is that kind of opportunity for them. And so for the Lakers, take care of the games that, they count for your, you know, on your on your regular season total. Wouldn't hate losing late in the in the midseason tournament to to you know take yourself out of it or whatever, or, or make sure you don't play the extra game and let the young teams like fight and scratch and claw for the extra money that they might be able to win there. All right, I'm gonna try to liven this up so that it isn't just me reading off of graphs and stuff because that is uh, not particularly entertaining stuff. But as I said earlier, the Lakers have the fourth toughest schedule in uh, the league. And uh, what goes into that, right, for the Lakers is the rest advantage games that they have and the rest disadvantage games that they have. Rest advantage games that they have, they only have seven of them. And... Yeah, it means that coming into that game, the Lakers will either be playing on the second night of a back-to-back. The team that they'll be playing will be a little bit more rested, and that makes it tougher to win that game. Um, and you know, we gotta we gotta see like who those games are are going to be against. And you know, in some instances, um, you know, you, you find out like injuries play a role in it too, I believe. Uh, but still, like as it stands right now, having more rest disadvantages than rest advantages is not a great place to start. The Lakers are also going to have one more back-to-back. They have 15 back-to-backs this year. That's one more than league average. Uh, last year, they had 12. 
So that is certainly going to play into how difficult the schedule, uh, the, the the schedule that they have is right now. Um, they have they they they're going to be traveling forty three thousand five hundred and forty five total miles. That puts them slightly above average, probably about average for for Western Conference and certainly West Coast teams. Um, as you know, you have some cross country trips, uh, but but yeah, it is um, it is certainly going to be. Uh, you know, quite a few stretches here or, 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 you know, a, it's not a, a season that like, it wasn't exactly what I was hoping to find, but it's, it's, it's kind of that unique blend of it's tough when you look at it in aggregate, but it is, um, there's enough like kind of meaty stretches and home heavy stretches that I think it kind of helps take away from some of the disadvantages that the the schedule has created for the Lakers, uh, to this point. But yeah, like I said, fourth toughest schedule in in the in the NBA right now, and we'll see what the Lakers do with that. All right, I'm gonna take a sip. There's a lot of math. There's a lot of calendar reading. Let's um, let's look at. I'm gonna go back through the comments and the questions here to see what you guys want me to talk about. Uh. Let's go through to Alexis, who asks, what do you think of the Rivals week that the NBA is doing for the second season in a row? Um, I don't know. I, I think, look, the NBA is cognizant. Teams, players, coaches, the league office, it knows that the regular season needs a facelift. Much like I need a facelift. I could go for one. I noticed like wrinkles on the top of my forehead today. That was, that's a new one. Um, but the, but the, the league knows that the, it needs ways to create some urgency that the, the regular season has kind of lost in the last, I would say, decade, maybe couple, nah, like decade and a half, I would say, 15 years or so. Um, where, where, you know, and there's always between the, 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 the inner conflict, the inherent conflict in all professional sports is always going to be entertainment versus competition and entertainment is always going to play second fiddle to competition as these teams and the, the employees of those teams are all fighting and scratching and clawing to either climb or just stay employed and you know for like training staffs right they're just saying like anytime we can get these guys a little bit of extra rest it makes our jobs a little easier and it makes the numbers at the end of the season look that much better with you know number of minutes missed for players and and specifically players with uh, soft tissue injuries in in this case here for uh the the rivalry week or whatever um i i get what they're doing um, I, you know, the Lakers played the Celtics in at Christmas. So I don't, unless rivalry week is on Christmas, then that's the Lakers only real rival. But yeah, I, I think the other thing too is, um, I know the NBA is going to try to build up rivals and try to build up some of these, uh, you know, these stories between these franchises that might not like each other as much. And, you know, the more that you can do that and tell that story and, and, and get people more invested in those games, I have, I have no real problem with it. 
Let's go to, um, let's see, I think that's it for questions. Honestly, that is fine. We are 40 minutes into a, uh, okay, so Alexis, Alexis says that they have the Clippers. They've tried to do that. Um, the Lakers playing the Clippers for rivalry week. Uh, rivalry week is not a fun term to try to say <laughs> live on the air. It's like I was talking to Jen today, and there was some like meteorological um, graph as Southern California prepares itself for like a something close to a hurricane or a tropical storm. And, um, you know, I was like saying meteorological. And the more that you say it, the less that it seems to make sense in your head. Rivalry week is not a fun word to say. And seeing as I am not professionally trained to speak, um, I wish they would name it something else. We hate you week. Can we do that? Uh, but yeah, the, the playing the Clippers on rivalry week makes some sense there as the league has really tried to make turn that into a rivalry. I get it. It's a crosstown stuff. And the more that these teams play, even with fake stakes attached to it, um, the the better, I guess. So uh, yeah, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's mostly fine. Um, but that is going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown Podcast. That is going to do it here for this uh, week's episodes here on the Lakers Lounge Podcast feed. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in the way that you guys have. Make sure to hit the subscribe button down below on YouTube and hit the subscribe button if you are listening to this on a podcast platform. And send those questions in the form of a five-star review on iTunes that I can open up uh, this weekend as I prepare to go out on vacation. I do have, I am going to be sitting down to record all of the uh, season re-preview. I know Harrison hated the name. I'm going to keep it specifically because Harrison hated the name. Uh, season re-preview, uh, I guess season is upon us. As, as uh, I will be doing that to have those run while I am gone. I'm going home for like a week and a half. And I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there. So, um, Enjoy your weekends, everybody. Please stay safe out there. And, uh, and yeah, make somebody else's or have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's. We'll talk to you.